Welcome back to the Girls Talk Egg Podcast. I think I'm going to do that again. Girls Talk Egg Podcast. Plowing through the manure online. Uh, this week I got my ladies. The band's back together. Woohoo! Woo! Yeah, I got Jen. Hello. Over there. All up in her business in Indiana. And I have Karen uh, knee deep in dicamba. Yay. She's having a great <laughs> that time. So yay. I would tell you what her name is on our little Zencaster podcast recorder thing here, but... You'd have to bleep it out. Yeah, I'm a mom. I can't say stuff like that. I but. think I think we ought to leave the cuss words in and bleep out the dicamba part. Right. <laughs> that's, that's after uh, the last couple weeks, I'm just like, wow. It's when did we get such mental health? That's... We got some potty mouths, you guys. I don't know. Maybe we need Jesus a little bit more. We're, but We're a little naughty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot naughty. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, that's what, don't underestimate me. That's what Carl says. Right? That's what, uh, no, he will not. He's, you'd just say, ask him something like that, and he'd blush a little bit and tell me to shut up. Shut up. That's not funny. So, uh, so this week... We're going to try not to get Jen in trouble. That's <laughs> Good luck. That's Better her than gonna, me this week. That's just it. We're going to give Karen a reprieve from the hot seat. I'm always in the hot seat somehow, so I've just kind of learned to live with it. But we're going to talk 4-H. Um, here we are, neck deep in 4-H season. If you haven't had your fare, it's coming in the next couple weeks. And you're probably dreading it if you're of the mom role. Because moms seem to to have a decent sized brunt of 4-H responsibilities. Not saying that they're responsible for every single part, but there's a whole lot of extra responsibilities in making sure the family's fed and such for a week and things. So I guess I would say most moms, at least that I've talked to, kind of pull their hair out leading into it. I don't know. Jen, um, you just got back from your fair. Oh, God, yes. As a fair mom which will be the newest reality show on RFD TV next year, oh I think. Oh, my God. It totally should be. It should be. That's why. Tell me one thing, though. Do you guys live on ham sandwiches? You know, we used to try and crockpot food at the fair, and finally we kind of gave up. Um, lived on fair food for a while, and that got ridiculously expensive. And, <laughs> Not to um, mention, have you seen a carny? I know, That's right? their diet. We are... Okay, so <laughs> first mess. off... Yeah, first off, I'm going to have to say that we have one of the most outstanding fairs in the state, our county, and I'm not just saying that because I believe it, because I do, but we really do. So the majority of food that we eat on our fairgrounds is all um, local organizations. Ooh, so yeah, yeah, because Algona has the same thing where yeah. it's like Algona so, or Kasuth cattlemen and there's right. the pork and they battle each other and it's good food. So, yeah. you know, we've got the Kiwanis, the, um, what's the other one? The Shriners, the little car people, the Shriners. Yeah. Um, and then we've the got hats. the Johnson County Beef Cattle Association with the ribeyes and the brisket and the hamburgers and the cheeseburgers and the hot dogs. And then we've got... Um, God, that uh, sounds also good. I know. Our uh, local... One of one of our county FFAs does um, pork chops, grilled pork chops, um, homemade ice cream, uh County Farm Bureau does milkshakes. I mean, really, we have... Do, it, time out. 
Okay. Do you sing the song when you go to get a milkshake? Because if you don't say, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're right, it's better I than really yours. I really don't. I Damn should. Right. Oh, my God. I'm yours. kind of feeling a little bad now. But... I could teach you, but I'd have to charge. Right. I know. Um, how it goes. You That's do have song. to make money somehow. Um, <laughs> and then, um, so, no, so we're, you know. We're talking about the food. That's how we got off on that tangent. Right. Lots of local stuff. So, but in all honesty, now my kids almost beg to eat at home or we eat at a fast food restaurant in town. Um, Oh, I know. I I know. Beaver tails. I know. That's what she said. (laughs) Probably fits in there somewhere. But we are the only county ever to have. It's a local Optimus Club, I think. Um, And they're not elephant ears. They're obviously different shape than elephant ears because they're a beaver tail, not an elephant ear, but they're a little thicker than an elephant ear. Oh my God, they're so good. So So it's the local Optimist Club. Do they serve you a half glass of milk and tell you it's almost full? Yes, I think they might. (laughs) Actually, that's the only thing we don't have on our fairgrounds is milk and grilled cheese, which totally stresses me out. Yes. How could you not have a milk? Um, be a grilled cheese. Like grilled cheese is the best thing ever. And I, I've it's resurfaced in my um menu because of Colton, you know, and now I'm like, oh my god, grilled cheese sandwiches are You want amazing. the best you want the best breakfast in the world? A vanilla milkshake and a grilled cheese sandwich. Wow, I sign me up. Can yeah. someone make that for me? When does my sister wife come? I know, right? So, so hands yeah. down, we have an incredible, incredible county fair. A huge shout out to our fair board, which works tirelessly, and our 4-H educator. I mean, all of it. Now, now we can get into the dirty stuff. Well, that's <laughs> not that what I meant to say. Uh, now the dirty stuff. We are a little naughty. Yeah, we are a little naughty. <laughs> you know, um, uh, can I just say that we have the largest 4-H fair in the world? McLean County, really? Illinois. Yep. In the world? Nice. Really? That's what it says on the sign. That's And those awesome. signs wouldn't lie. Like Eaton Rapids, Michigan, there's only one Eaton Rapids. That's what their sign says. I've never, never questioned it. Never I guess questioned I haven't Googled it. it. No, I'm just like, if it's if that's what you say, it's true. That's awesome. Uh, we is. tend to go to a lot of 4-H fairs because, I don't know, we just travel the countryside and go to a fair. I and, think that's uh, awesome. We, we go to... Yeah. Ironically, my kids are at the 4-H fair with the babysitter right now. <laughs> See, we we not only preach, we practice what we preach, I guess. I don't know. We went to the North Iowa County Fair this past week and uh, over in Mason City, and it was really tiny. But it would make sense because um, the county, Cerro Gordo, I think it is, is pretty small. And they're not overly, I mean, every county in Iowa has its own type of agriculturally based blah, blah, blah. But um, they're not very, they're the ones that turn that, uh, Prestige plant away out here. So they're kind of like, Neh. um, but we had two different people be like, Hey, does your little boy want to pet our horse? And he just thought that was great. So I give them two thumbs up right now for being nice people. Cause usually you walk through a fair barn and you're annoying. Oh, um, you know, I think that Johnson County's pretty good about being friendly. It's, you know, of course, yeah. Pete went to our fair this year, so. Oh, yeah. So he had his own following. Yeah. Ironic. Which someone asked. Yeah. Uh, he came home. Pete he did. He did come home. Pete did come not home. Not in the freezer. He's not in the freezer, and he did not go through the livestock auction. 
So he will, yeah, he will be sold, but there was no way I was going to make my child walk. It's an exhausting week anyway, when you're, you know, basically living with your cattle. Um, I was not going to make her walk him through the auction ring. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I couldn't, I, mm. but Angie's still contemplating buying Pete and keeping him forever. I really am. Like, how much is it going for a pound? Can we wait until live cattle falls out of bed? And I'll be like, oh, buck 15. I see. (laughs) We have a buyer. (laughs) What? Do you deliver via drone? Can we Amazon Prime him here? Please. (laughs) Only as hamburger, probably. We can can Chris Campbell him there. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I... Yeah, we talked about that, though. I would have such a hard time because... um, I just couldn't. I I love meat. That's also what she said. But I really <laughs> love beef, you know, steaks and pork and blah, blah, blah. I just can't be on the first name basis with my food. I had one steer I showed for FFA in high school, and that was it. After I had to send it to be killed, I was like, I can never do it again. I mean, obviously, yeah. it didn't affect me so much that I stopped eating cheeseburgers. Just by the looks of me, you can tell that didn't happen. <laughs> but um, I just I couldn't do it again. Yeah, um, but you then know, you know, when I pass a livestock trailer on the interstate, I can't look in it. I have to look away in shame. I'm the same way. <laughs> Don't look I, at me. I'm I gonna deli- love you later. Yeah, I'll deliver hogs every week, and I- I'm I'm kind of in the same position I am with eggs come from the grocery store, not a chicken's ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I deliver live hogs. I raise live hogs. I raise live cattle. I'm horrible, but I. I have to draw a line in my head, or I don't know that I could eat meat. That's what it's she said. like that. I right. That's I can't put that in my mouth. Uh, it's like that billboard. Have you um, ever said that before, Angie? <laughs> I'm married, Karen. Sorry, you I couldn't resist. Um, that's why, as a fellow married woman, have I, Karen? Um, that billboard with the puppy, where it's like, why would you eat one and not the other, and that. One guy, like the most recent one, is I'll eat that puppy. You don't know me. I laughed out loud. <laughs> it's funny. Or, it's or funny. you know, the one where they say, "Where do you draw the line?" And you're like, "I draw it right there between the what is it, the horse and the cow, or something." I don't yeah, know. that's just yeah. And most, some people don't even draw it between the horse and the cow. Right, I mean, they're talking about re, you know, reintroducing that. And a lot of people will tell you if, in the horse business that that's probably one of the best things because yes. right now you have a lot of horses that are struggling, but we're off the rails kind of on that 4-H deal. Totally. And that's what Karen, I was going to ask, cause you, you said that you took one in, um, you took, you did it once. That was your 4-H experience. My 4-H experience. I never showed an animal. Um, we were going to do hogs at first, but we, my parents were never really, you know, for one, my parents were never livestock people really to speak of. You know, my dad was around livestock quite a bit because his grandparents had, they were your live off the land. They had a dairy cow. They had a hog every year. They, You know what I mean? That they slaughtered and, and did their own thing with and everything. So that was his experience. But he was also working on the farm, you know, in a potato farm in the summer in the, the mid 80s, early 90s was, you know, you didn't have your... uh phone watching pivots and you, you know, we, we, he sprayed, they did a lot of their own spraying at the time. It was before, you know, we did a lot of air spraying and stuff like that. So he was constantly, I mean, dude was working all the time. And the last thing my mom wanted to do was deal with a freaking hog. 
So we were going to do it once. and But they also knew, too, that, like, I couldn't kill a caterpillar. Like, a butter... You know what I mean? Like, a fly. It would be too And hard. so... Yeah, I think they knew better than I did that me taking an animal to the fair was going to be a recipe for disaster, you know. And so we showed horses. That was fun for me. My mom hated it. Um, Absolutely hated it. She especially, I'll never forget when my horse during trail uh, reared up, like full on, pissed off, reared up, pawed the air, everything. And my grandma was screaming, Ebb, because that was his name. You stop it. <laughs> like, I'll never forget <laughs> You know, like, I could just hear her screaming, and my mom at the end of fair was like, please don't make me do that again. You know, and now I look at it, and I hear the stories of the people immersed in fair life, and as an outsider, you know what I mean? Like, looking at how my mom was that was the outsider to this whole show thing, I can see why she probably hated it, um, you know, just because I, I see um 4-H clicks I guess and I don't know so I have one more bad memory that I just remember so much it was the morning of the cattle show and they were bringing in animals I think this was actually the FFA fair and one of the animals got spooked and literally just jumped around in the trailer and beat the snot out of the kid um and then when they got it out it took off and it we didn't find it for like two days and yeah. then they were gone because they were in a different 4-H <clears throat> county. And so we had to get somebody in the barn and they took another cow out to try and catch. And then they finally caught that one and brought it back. And then I had to call the kid. I'm like, hey, they've caught your cow. You know, you can come back and get it now. But I just I remember hearing just the banging on the trailer of that cow just or that. I think it was a steer just beating the crap out of that guy. Ugh! they actually had two run last year here in Algona and they both died. Really? It was the hottest, like one of the hottest days of the year and they both died. I was like, how horrible is that? Ugh. But that's, yeah. I mean, so that's, my experience wasn't anything too terrible. Because I was just naive anyway. Like, I was an outsider as is. Like, I was just one of those nerdy kids who never had any friends. So I was cool with it. My cousins were there. It was a blast. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't really entrenched in um, that whole deal. But I did end up doing, you know, like travel softball and saw some of the similar things I see with 4-H parents um, in that regard. And so that's kind of part of what I, I uh, you know, what we wanted to talk about a little bit. Because there, someone had mentioned, you know, in their experience that show moms aren't much different than dance moms. And I kind of wanted to hear what you guys thought about that and and just kind of go over, you know, that conversation about what, you know, how do you get started in 4-H, first of all? Because we did get some of those questions. Like, my kids are young. We have some cattle. We'd like to show. But we're scared to because we're intimidated by everyone with experience. And so, I, you know, I'm I'm going to lean uh, um, to Jen. towards to Jen, Jen here. Yeah, because she is like the fair mom god. Yeah, right. You know, getting started in 4-H, if you have an active 4-H in your county, which is how we work in Indiana, I'm not sure, like out east it might be different. I'm not really sure. I just know how we work in Indiana. If you have an active 4-H, your extension is is the place to start. Um, I say go to your county fair or your district fair or whatever they call it and look around while the kids are little. I mean, the fair has always... Um, been a huge part. I mean, since Chris and I, I mean, when we were kids, it was that way as well. But for Chris and I, when we got married, I mean, we went to the fair every year, even before we had kids, just to walk around. Um, that's a great way to get started. As far as showing livestock, um, you know, it's it's a 4-H project. Um, 
you sign up for it and and there's there's tons of people that are willing to help you. Find someone in the bar now that, you know, is showing and just ask them. I mean, that's how you do it. Um, you kind of have to get your balls out of your purse and say, hey, what are, wh- you know, what's the deal here? How do we get signed up? What do we need to do? I thought I was going to ask. Do you, it's not like a secret, like it's, it's not. It's not a secret club. Now, you know, where you, you have know. to be invited or something no, like that. not at all. Now, is it intimidating? Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah. Because, um, you know, you got your grooming shoots and your fitting cattle and your shaven hogs and don't ask me why anyone would want to shave a hog but it you know when the kids got when, when the when the oldest got old enough to be in 4-h of course chris was a 10-year 4-h'er i was not i was i think an eight-year 4-h'er i showed cattle a couple of years because well i probably wasn't the most hardest working teenager there was and my dad had showed cattle and he was like i just really don't want to and um so i I told Chris, I said, I would, I would like the kids to show. And he said, I don't want to. And I said, well, they're going to do it one year. Then after that, they can make the decision for themselves. Well, here we are, what, 15, 16 years later? Yeah. And, um, and Chris might have been right for once. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he might have been. Looking back, this year was pretty rough, I'm not going to lie. We'll make sure we tell him not to listen to this one. Right. And um, it was only a maybe. Horrible things. It's <laughs> It can be intimidating. Like the cattle was pretty rough. I mean, it's it's cutthroat, even at the county fair. Can I say it's just, oh, my God, it's just this year we stepped back and we took out of our own herd. Um, we didn't buy anything. Um, and it was a lot more chill and relaxing. Now, did we walk away with a $25 purple banner? No. Do I care? No. Um, I, I always want to tell people. My God, a purple banner. I can have one made for you. I could probably make one for you. It's right? not worth $15,000 for a steer. I can get that shit on Etsy. Yeah. <laughs> God. For way less than that. It's and put so, my name on it. It's so competitive. I just, I, I had to tell my kids, we can't afford to be competitive. Well, I can tell you, Jen, you know, and this isn't because you're my my favorite, one of my two favorite fellow moms, but um, your attitude about fair versus some of the other folks, you know what I mean? Like, you right. were more like, I'm tired, we've done a lot, but you could tell you were having a good time. You know, that, where others... Know- I really yeah. question where I'm like, God, are you being tortured? Like, there's no, you know, you realize the four H's are head, health, hand, and heart, not hell, more hell, and holy hell, this sucks. Like, that's, oh, there's one more H, hell, oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it just seems like there's some that it's like, are you being tortured or are you enjoying something, you know, making good memories with your kid? And I think, you know, it just like with anything else, it's normal to be caught up in the competitive Oh, you know, and believe me, things, but. we we got caught up in some of that competitiveness. I mean, I own a T-shirt that my kids bought me that that says, "I will not tell my kids what to do in the show ring." Um, you know, we when we first started showing, uh, we went to a local farm here in the county and just bought a Hereford steer, uh, Clancy. I still adore that calf. He's meat, Aww. but I still adore him. But, he's long uh, since he's not even meat anymore. Yeah, he's, he's oh like, yeah, he's long gone. He's not. He's if he, if he is <laughs> fertilizer, he's right? Um, 
The best first calf a girl could ever have. Love well, that Herefords, calf. time out. Herefords, yes. I'm going to put my money on, are the best calves anyway, because Herefords are dog cows. Like, yeah. Herefords are just, they are, like, that's what I want is Hereford heifers. Like, that's oh, it. Oh, me too. There's a farm out in Iowa, Weeses, that I want a Hereford heifer. For. I tried to tell Chris that's what I wanted for our 25th anniversary was this registered Hereford heifer from out there Maybe at Weeses. it's coming. Maybe it's yeah. coming. It's just being shipped by Amazon. Right. Yeah. Um, Chris. I'm with Karen not holding my breath. Chris, um, tune back in, Chris. Get your wife the goddamn Hereford heifer. Okay. I don't ask for a whole lot, but. No. Um, and so then, so we bought local. And then as all, as, you know, two of them got in it. And then three, we started, um, we started looking around, trying to make it a little more fun for the kids to pick out a calf. So we started going out Labor Day weekend out to Manning, Iowa. Uh, we would take a three, four day weekend and go out there. There's a big, um, a lot of the farmers in that like Tri-County area have a big sale out there. And they all, you know, have their cattle ready to look at all weekend. And we would go out there and, and I love Manning. And we would spend the weekend out there driving from farm to farm, looking at cattle. And then it's kind of an auction thing. And so then Chris and I would, a um, couple weeks later, we would go back out there and pick up whatever calves we bought. It got to be kind of expensive. And and while the memories we made were amazing, um, the cattle got to be a little more than we were willing to put into it. And um, this year, we just pulled, like I said, we pulled out of our herd and we just really had a lot of fun doing that. Um, it just got to the point where we weren't, we, it wasn't important for us to be that competitive. And we honestly didn't, that's not where our money needed to be spent. Well, where, can you explain to me? And I mean, I'm not, I'm not second guessing anyone's decision. You can spend your money however you want. Right. And, that's, um, and that was kind of my point. Yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not telling anybody else that they shouldn't. I mean. But what do you get? From when, I mean, okay, so I know grand champions tend to pull more money because you get your picture in the paper with a guy, which is subject for later on is, is talking about the auction and, and people buying buying your animals. But aside from that, I mean, what is the, is there, of course you want to win, but I mean, if you spend that much money, what are you getting out of it aside from your picture in the paper and maybe some extra money coming back. I mean, do you, it, anymore with as tight as what it is in the ag industry anyway, you know, are people spending that much on, on your grand champions anymore to cover the cost of, of investing like that? Or is it additional? Are they doing second, you know, secondary showing or something where they're actually bringing money in well, isn't as it well? More like a hobby, you know, like tractor pulling. Yeah. I would say it's more like a hobby, like tractor pulling. Um, I would say that. Which I have to say, if there's two things in ag I do not understand, it's livestock shows and tractor pulling. (laughs) I'm going to be thrown out, but I don't get either of them. Yeah. I hope you don't want to be in ag Twitter much anymore, Karen, between this and the dicamba. I think you just. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to get in me now. I'm done. You're going to get blackballed. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um, Because I don't have that competitive gene in me. To know, Um, you know, a lot of people, there are people out there selling show cattle on, on, you know, and so what they're getting is the recognition for the calves that they're selling. Okay. Um, So they're going to get breeding stock more. It does, right. So heifers and stuff bring more attention to their breeding areas. Yes. So it it brings attention to their genetics and the the cattle that they're selling to other people. Um, Yeah. Sometimes it seems like a hobby family activity to me. It is. You know, some people really buy a boat. 
and go boating. Some people yeah. go to live sex shows. Which and there's and, nothing and, wrong with that as long as you you aren't crying if they lose and your kids aren't crying if they lose in my opinion. Which I yeah you can't be thrown a fit at the judges. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, and it's a fine line because your kids you know, they should be heavily invested in it. And losing is actually a life lesson that everyone should embrace, unfortunately. And I'm not saying you don't go out and don't try. Like, you know, on The Simpsons, the lesson here is never try. That's not, you know, what I'm saying. It's just one of those things though, where you've got to kind of keep it in a little bit of perspective is buying a boat doesn't, you know, you hope that having bought a boat doesn't mean you all end up not speaking on the way home pissed off because something happened. Like a family hobby is... In theory, something that's supposed to be for everyone's enjoyment. So well, I think exactly. you need to. So I think they're going to learn. They're still going to learn about animal care and yes, you know, talking to the judges and you know, public speaking a little bit and you know, you know, it, those types winning, of things and winning and losing. Livestock showing is not a trophy for everybody. Yeah. Life um, isn't it's, either. It's really not. Right. And life isn't either. And I think that's that's one of the valid points about it. I always tell my kids it's it's the opinion of one judge on one day. Um, yeah. and it really is, but but it is an opinion and it is a and it is a fact that you know, you're not ever gonna gonna be everybody's cup of tea. Your your calf isn't always gonna be a judge's favorite. Um you don't get a trophy for everything. Yeah, um, I think there's so many good qualities in 4-H. Don't get me wrong. Now, do I think that things have been exaggerated and um, has it become an adult game to some respect? Yeah, there goes your hate mail. Um, yes, no, I do. I don't think so. Let's uh, write a letter. That's in case our Amazon Prime, like we said last week, if our Amazon Prime toilet paper palette doesn't show up on time, we'll make sure to use it. Right. I, has it become an adult game? Yeah, I, I think... Um, there is a sector out there that has turned 4-H into living vicariously through their kids, and it has become an adult game. Um, it seems to be commonplace, though, in every activity that you right. have a certain sector of adults. And yes. that's so you really can't be like, oh, my friend Joe is such a moron because he makes his kid do two a days during football season. But right. you're also out there cracking the whip because your kid's not walking the hogs. They really don't want to show. Right, and that's exactly right. I mean, it, I mean, I think that there's this sector in everything that kids do. There's always some a group of parents who are living vicariously through their kids, whether it be athletics, whether it be 4-H, whether it be academically. Dance. Um, dance. Yeah, I just dance, all of it. Um, but I think that sometimes that kind of stuff gets exaggerated, um, and the negative gets more attention than the positive. How about that? Um, you know, there are so many projects in 4-H, you know, we're talking livestock here, but, um, tons of projects that have nothing to do with livestock that, you know, kids do their own work, kids, um, but then there are also projects where, that are complete adult projects. Crops in 4-H, hello, that's an adult project. <laughs> the first Look time at- I went to a 4-H auction and they're like, we're going to sell a bushel of soybeans. And I'm like, What? Yeah, it's like, look at my corn I raise. Look at my beans. Look at my hay. Hello. And let's be honest, my kids do crops. We send them in. They choose to do it, but they go out to the field. I mean, they, let's be honest, they didn't plant it. They didn't water it. They didn't, you know, it's an adult project. I'm willing to admit that, and my kids still do it. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I make my kids work with their cattle, but does that mean I don't do anything? Hell no. There are days that I have to feed because no one will go out and do it. Or somebody forgot to go do it at supper time before supper. And so at 10 o'clock at night, I'm like, did anybody feed the f- cows? And they're like, <laughs> and I'm like in my pajamas, in my cowboy boots, feeding cattle. Um, and that's going to happen. You're more uh, of a well, woman yeah. than I am. <laughs> Right. And well, and here's I the deal. I can get Colton to bed down his livestock. That damn right. rabbit, I have to clean its cage out once a week. And and you know that's going to happen because I love the cows too. So I'm willing to take part of that on. Now, if my kids didn't want to show in 4-H, I'm not going to make them. Um, yeah, I'm just not. I've told them before. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Um, because quite frankly, it is a lot of work for me. Um, and it's not cheap because even though we're not spending high dollars on the cattle themselves, there's a lot that goes with it. Um, I did, when my kids were little once, uh, 4-H paperwork is another ugh, headache. But um, one of the things, we didn't used to have automatic waters out in the cattle barn and they had to fill the water trough. We tried to make them fill it every day. One day the cattle ran out and I got mad and took, my, took water away from my kids. Call CPS, <laughs> I don't really care. I'm like, they they can't go get water like you can. Do you want to know what it feels like not to have water? And, and then knowing you can't have water makes you so much thirstier. Oh, I know. I'm like, yeah, you're grounded from water. You can't drink all day because that's what a cow feels like. So on her 4-H paperwork, my eldest put, it really pisses my mom off when she do- when the cows don't get watered. She's like, one thing I learned, it pisses my mom off when oh, the cows don't hilarious. get watered. But I mean, that cracks me up. And it's you know, it's it's a valid thing. She learned that the cows better get water, and not because you know the cows need it, but because mom gets mad, right? <laughs> we just don't want mom to hate us, right? That's just it. No, and I mean it makes sense. It, it teaches responsibility, um, and I think that's I think. part of the point. Yes, the responsibility, the caring for something, you know, that can't, so to speak, care for itself. Um, there's so much good in 4-H, and, and I think it gets overpowered with the bad and the competitiveness. And there's nothing wrong with being competitive. I just think that when it's taken to a whole new level, um, it doesn't make it fun for anyone, and, and particularly for those who can't compete. Now, I was somewhere the other day, I saw that um, in Iowa, they're having a um, one-source shows now. Is that oh, what they're calling know. it? I don't know. I think it What's was it? One, what is it? one source shows. So like you find um, somebody with a group of cattle who, you know, who basically has the same genetics and the calves are the same age. And then however many cattle they are, that's how many kids, you know, and then there's a lottery for those calves and then they have a show for those calves. So basically that comes down to how well you care and, and what you're feeding your calf. And because oh. basically... You're all starting at the same baseline. Well, um, that's cool. That's a neat little you know, idea. I, I think that is amazing. Um, will it take off? I don't know. Because finding, I mean, it, it is a competition. So yeah. I don't know. But I, I thought it was kind of neat. That is neat. I like that idea. Um, you know, and I don't have a problem with it. If Colton wants to do what he can, Carl, I mentioned that last night to him. I said, you know, if Colton wants to to show he can and carl kind of looked at me like a deer in the headlights like please god look i got from chris yeah yeah i'm a firm no (laughs) are you yeah no way i 
worry that I'm going to be the mom that gets overly competitive. Like, I right did. now, I'm scared of the moms that are overly competitive. Like, I'm like, I can't. Colton can't show because I'm going to show up and be that moron that doesn't have my paperwork done right and doesn't realize I trimmed them wrong and he'll have the wrong color boots and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be that a-hole the first year and then by the third year, I'm going to be like, come on, screaming at the judges and shit. Like, that's what scares me a little bit. But Oh, I was that person. I mean, the first year Kay did it, I was a little timid and it got, you know, I was the person in the bleachers going, looking at your kid with the the furrowed eyebrows trying to move my fingers telling her to get his feet apart and move one forward and blah 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 and that's why they bought Smile. me the shirt Smile. look at the judge oh one time <laughs> the first time emmy lou did uh showmanship i said um you need to keep your eye on the judge smile and be friendly you know you have to watch the judge oh my god it was the creepiest thing ever she <laughs> she stared that freaking judge down with the creepiest smile on her face because I mean, she's like, Mom told me to stare at the judge and smile. And, and, I mean, never so, let go of the halter. Always make eye contact with the judge. I know it was like it's got to be a whole. There, my poor kids. They have to have a whole head full of me screaming in it. Oh, it's it was hysterical. See, when I showed horse, my aunt um, went to the quarter horse congress. Like she competitively showed quarter horses forever. So she was just absolutely appalled that I would choose to take my horse that was a pony. Basically, he was like right on the cusp. So you could choose pony or horse classes. Definitely should have went with the pony thing because he did not (laughs) fit in with the Western horses. But I did the horse thing. So I'm out lapping people because he's just, you know, they're like Western pleasure with quarter horses is like their gallop or whatever. Their canter. Bring him to our canter is like. You know, I could walk, you know, next to him, speed walk next to him pretty much because it's such a slow thing. Well, this horse was like flying around the middle of the ring and <laughs> my aunt was just so appalled that this is, you know, and, and I'm like, I had fun. Like I said, I never cared. I was just like, this is awesome. You um, know, when I send my kids into the ring, I always, I always say, you're going to place last. And so if we always say we show up to make everybody else look better <laughs> and, um, <laughs> So if they place anything but last, they come out grinning from ear to ear. So I'm like, you were second to last. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. Right? <laughs> High five. High five. You know, well, and that's, we did, uh, we enjoyed, my sister took her gerbils. Like that was, <laughs> and she had just as much fun as anyone did. You know what I mean? Like we, and so that was the part of it where I, you know, like I said, I look back on it and I'm like, we had fun. I remember I was like the secretary of my 4-H group, you know, and so I learned parliamentary procedure. See, we didn't have FFA. So a lot of my experience and anything like that was through 4-H. And so it sometimes it makes me sad now, um, or at least the image that I get. And I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because it is one of, okay, you know, maybe it's not all horrible, but... You know, we've really got to kind of bring it into check a little bit with some of these politics and oh, you it's remind a very yourself, political game. Yeah. What are you trying to accomplish other than teaching your child responsibility and, and hard work and to be a good person? I mean, a grand champion ribbon doesn't make someone a better person. Right. It, it, it's how they handle being grand champion, I think. And, um, that's, and, and, and are we teaching them that? I don't know. You know? Well, and it's so funny to me because sometimes you'll hear people say, um, kids these days don't know how to lose. And then that same person, if their child loses, the judge it's, obviously yeah. had it out for them. 
Oh yeah, you know, that's bullshit. Was stu- it was a stupid judge who didn't yeah, know. Yeah, we were the best ones. They didn't know anything. You know right. that sort of. De- and it's like, no, if you don't know how to lose, your child's never going to learn either. And you can't assume that everyone else's kid needs to learn how to lose so yours can, you know, enjoy winning. Right. Yeah, those are the people who are like, when they win, that's the best judge ever. But it could be the same judge on a different day, and it's the stupidest judge ever because they didn't win. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you see, Karen? I mean, do you do you experience it? Do you run into any circles with uh, family other than your experience? Like, do you got you guys? You're a hard no on showing. Yeah, Chad had mentioned it once or twice, and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, my it- my extent of livestock is a 12 pound dog. I mean, <laughs> yeah. right. I just, I mean, and I we had goats when I was little, and you know, my brothers still, I mean, my, one of my brothers still shows stuff, and I'm just like, eh. I just, it's it doesn't appeal to me in any way. What if the kids um, come to you and want to do 4-H? They can do 4-H. I just don't want to do animals. Little animals. You'll take gerbils. Yeah. <laughs> I start to say gerbils. I don't know if that's uh, an adult project. I'm. Uh, I'm not right? having little rats in my house. I'm sorry. Question. I can tell you how to tell the difference between a boy and a girl gerbil because we learned the hard way after about 16 gerbil babies showed up that the guy from Meyer didn't know how to properly sex a gerbil. (laughs) Don't say sex a gerbil in the same. Yeah. It's like sex at a goat. Is that a buck or a doe? Is our goats buck or doe or is that a rabbit? I know a rabbit is because I got a buck. Goats are too. Goats are are they too? See, I do know a little bit about this stuff. No, I, you know, and so that's the thing. And the other thing is that I, you know, we got to bring up is buying the animals. Um, the expectations of local businesses anymore, I'm going to say it, are kind of ridiculous. Now, I understand in a lot of ways that you spend a lot of money with this business. And you know what I mean? And and they should be able to dole out some money back to you to uh, um, make it worth their while or make it worth your while or, or whatever. We spent a ridiculous amount of money at fairs. And most of the time, the market price is not necessarily accurate of the true, you know, market price that you're getting back. And we finally looked at it and realized that we had spent you know, close to, I, I don't even want to say, it was close to, to way more than what a company should spend on on fair animals because it, it turned into you had to show up at the auction and everyone wanted you to bid and, and you had to bid and then you'd get the animals and then you'd have to sell them back or keep them or, you know, and, 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 and then you weren't paying enough. You bid, but you didn't pay enough for that animal or, you know what I mean? And, and uh there just seems to be this great expectation. And I wanted to kind of ask you, Jen, you know, how do you guys make decisions or how do you, what do you expect from a buyer? Do you have expectations or you just kind of figure you'll sell your auction? I mean, I understand this is kids' college funds and things like that, but at the same time, you know, how much is expected of, of a buyer? Okay, so the way our livestock auction works in our county is is that uh, we have a local buyer come through, and anything that goes through the livestock auction, he appraises okay. and, and puts a dollar amount on of what it's worth, what what it would sell at market by the weight, by what it is, and what the market is at the time. Okay. So then I, I was going to – I don't think I can find it right now. I'd have to go downstairs. I might find it. Um, 
And so then in our in our auction bill for the county fair, each 4-H'er is listed with what they're selling and how much the market price is for that animal. So okay. so then they start the auction and everything sells above market price obviously. And then you have once you buy, you have two options. Um anything you can either buy the animal outright and have it processed yourself or yep. you can't or they will pay the 4 h or the market price and the buyer pays over market price to the 4 h okay we don't you don't have to take in no buyer has to take the livestock there is there's always the option of selling it to um yeah the auction barn yeah, that's how we. I mean, that's right. okay. you. You when you get done, you go and and uh, you go up to the desk and you settle out, and they hand you your invoice, and uh, you can say if you want them, or you can yes. say if you want to sell them back, or whatever, or you could take them home. I always right. told Carl I was going to come home with a sheep because <laughs> they were cheap to buy, and I could just take it home. So, so personally, Put it in the back seat, yeah. right? Put it in the back of my Tahoe. Personally, we have never had any expectations. Now, I will say that um, a couple things. You know, our local auction is amazing for a couple of reasons. Um, the companies within the community take a, take an avid interest in it. Um, okay. They're very supportive. And then we also have um, a fellow whose kids showed livestock, cattle, um, and he goes around. And so, like, Chris and I can't afford to buy, to pay $2,400 for a steer, okay? But we can afford to give five to $600. So what um, Fulkerson does is he takes, he goes around to all these people who are willing to give, you know, partial amounts of money, however much you want to give. And he puts those bidders all together. And then he's so good about, you know, making sure that someone like, I I'm trying to think who bought our steer this year, one of our steers this year, but, um, four or five families went together and bought our, one of our steers. So it wasn't just a company. It was small local businesses were willing to put in, you know, four to $500 and then they could throw four buyers together to buy a steer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I've been a part of that. I've been a part of that. That works out. That has helped a ton. Um, Do I keep track of people who bid? Um, Yes. So we can thank them. Even if they don't, even if they don't end up being the purchaser, we always say thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, does, and I, I don't, no, I don't have, we don't have expectations. Matter of fact, it's, it's somewhat humbling when people bid and you're, you know, because it's not easy to spend that much money. It basically, it's a charity donation. Yeah. It's, I mean, and it's, it's hard. I'm going to, I'm speaking from a business person right. here. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been to in, in Montcom or in Montcom in Michigan, you know, my the expectation was I would go to upwards of five fairs a year. Um, in addition to that, my boss would go to three or four other fairs. And um, our seed guy might go to another three or four. You know, because we're, we're very widespread and have multiple counties and we have lots of customers and we want to show up. You know what I mean? We want to be there. Um, but I'm going to tell you what, it is a very difficult expectation if... Um, one customer has 
a goat or something like that that their kid's selling, and that's at one in the afternoon. And and I'm speaking directly to fair people here. I don't know how you fix it, but I'm not. I, it is impossible for me to sit for eight and a half nine hours waiting for the steer auction. Oh wow! You know? See, ours isn't that long. That's we, what we they're. Our, yeah, we start our auction at five, and um, it's it's over by, of course, I would say ten for sure. But you know, we sell we we sell um, the the order rotates every year. So mm-hmm. like this this year, it was rabbits, barrows, goats, cattle, chickens. I think I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, but we rotate that every year because you know. Interest does fizzle out. Well, that's there's counties that, uh, you know, like I said, there's some that'll start. There's our, our home county um, where we're at there in Charlotte. It, a lot of times it starts at noon or so with a lunch. Um, we, we supper, yeah. Yeah, and it'll run until 5, 6, 7 o'clock in the afternoon or in oh, the wow. evening. Yeah, that's um, a long time. Gratiot County is much the same. You know what I mean? And most of them you end up leaving. And then you feel bad because you're there, but you can't be there for the whole time. Um, Right. You know, and and we went and I always ended up feeling bad for the kids who, you know, and that was my other struggle is the the well-known farm families always had aggressive bidders. You know, so you would see there were several years where the grand champion would go for less than the popular local dairyman's kids uh go uh sheep or steer or haw- you know insert animal here um you know there was one year where the grand champion and reserve champion went for less combined than this girl's animal because her dad had just built a new dairy barn and so everyone was competing to get their name on it because it was expected to come yeah, in and now buy that I, animal i will say i i'm amazed at how evenly distributed um, our auction ends up coming out for kids, whether they're well known or not. I'm not going to say there isn't some discrepancy, but it. But to be quite honest, it's very little. Um, and that you know, you do feel sorry for those kids whose parents, you know, m- might work in town or or you know, not to put anybody down, but say a factory job where you don't for a big company where you don't do a lot of you know major buying with agricultural companies and your kids still trying to do this and you're not getting any bids. Um, Or there's counties where uh, I've seen where the kid doesn't have the last name of the local popular farmer. And so either he doesn't get it or there's other counties where they will put the parents and grandparents in. So you know, oh, okay, that's Joe's kid, grandkid. I need to bid on that because I want Joe's business, you know, right. and uh, it's kind of a difficult thing. The expectation. Um, I never thought about that. Our auction bill does list the kids' parents. I never thought about that being the reason. But yeah. that went right over my head. Well, and maybe it isn't. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's for a different reason. But and then there's other counties that do the the bitter package. Um and those counties usually have five or six people in the stands because everyone's just decided they're going to contribute $5 or a, a pound or something. You know what I mean? And that's, um, those kids seem to get way more unless they don't know anyone. And then, unfortunately, they get nothing because they don't have any buyers in the stands to bid. And, and uh, they walk away with a buck or something, you know, well below market price. And usually there's a well-known someone group or something like that that'll come in and, and uh say any kid that's sold below market price, they'll bump up 
to market price. Oh, no, we never have anything go below market. Everything goes oh, well yeah. over market. Um, yeah. Like I said, we're, we we have a great community who really pitches in and, and um, they do they do a great job with the livestock sale. It's hard. It's a it's a hard thing, you know, and that's and I'm having conversations with our customers now because we've changed how we do it. And, you know, any kid basically that we work with that sends us a letter, we send a check. Um, and, you know, and, we have had companies do that too. say be like, we can't be everywhere, you know, uh-huh. as opposed to giving, you know, basically donating a thousand dollars to one kid here. Here's a check for a hundred dollars for all our kids, you know, all our customers, kids. What? Yeah. I didn't say that right, but it's OK. They understand. Um, Did we lose? So Karen? I don't know. No, I'm too young and the restless. No. Okay. So my county and 4-H didn't have an auction. <laughs> they didn't. No, we never had one. So I'm really? just listening. Um, and the one where we are here now, um, we do a lot with McLean County, and they just brought the sale of champions back in the last couple of years, and I have yet to go. So you guys are making me think maybe I should stay away. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think mean, it's should. not. It's fun. It's an experience. I love an auction. I love to run the bid up. <laughs> now, I do it for everyone. And then if I get stuck a lot of times, like I'm the sheep buyer of Gratiot County. Like there's a, a county that's two counties north. And I we when we when I came into Citizens, I used to do a lot of business with them from a, a brokerage standpoint when I was at my former company. Well, when I went to Citizens, a lot of people lost contact, you know. I don't know where she went. She must have just disappeared kind of deal. So I came back with like a vengeance and was like, I think the one year I bought like 12 sheep. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God. Yeah, I went a little crazy. But it was one of those things where no one else would bid. You know, like I knew the market price was whatever, buck 10 or something like that. And, uh, um, you know, the, the the bid would get up to like a buck 50. And so I'd figure I'm spending 40 cents on a hundred pound animal. Like I'm really not, you know what I mean? I'm spending 40 bucks. It's the cheapest advertising I'll get all year. I know that's a horrible yeah. way to put it, but. No, that's, you know, that's exactly what it is though. And that's why, so we'd buy and, and uh, you know, there were a couple different 4-H auctions that I went to where they're like, raise your hand. She's been bidding on every animal. And I like that part. Um, you know, unfortunately now I'm in Iowa and I don't get to do it because I always had a good time, but it also meant I spent a lot of money because next thing I know, you know, I'm like, oh, it's only 40 bucks a sheep and, you know, I'm spending a couple hundred a hog and, you know, I would, a lot of times I'd leave before the steers just because I wouldn't trust myself because that's a lot of money. You're like, oh, 50 cents on 1200. Holy Yeah. (laughs) I just spent a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the steers are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, um... So that was always fun. Like, I missed that part. And I always enjoyed having the kids that you knew, um, you know, there were certain ones that I would be the only bidder. And that was sad um, to me. You know, the cattle are hard to buy. Uh, that's one reason, you know, we ha- we ha- we Fulkerson started that group group buying thing. So our um, cattle were priced $1.05 to $1.10. And... Um, one we sold because we didn't sell Pete was the, and this is all public record because, so I'm, Emmy Lou's steer weighed nine eighty six, was priced, um, guaranteed market price at $1,035.30, and it brought uh, $2,400 in the auction. Wow. Nice. But that's, you know, so that, let's see, I'm trying to think who bought, hers was a group of buyers, so, but we're talking, you know thousand three hundred dollars over market price yeah 
And that's nice. pure donation. That's pure donation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a lot of money for one company, which is why the group buyer thing works so well. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, that's for me, I've seen the group buyer thing work really well. Um, you know, but then there's other ones out there that just don't seem to want to, I don't well, know. Well, I will say, yeah, it's a lot of work. I, I know that he puts in a lot of time and effort going around, you know, getting these donations. And then not only once it's done, he has to make sure these kids get paid. And it's a lot of work. That group thing is a lot of work. You have to really yeah. be committed to the program. Yeah. And that's, I'll get approached to be a part of groups and things like that. And I, I, uh, try to do it. We just, right now we have an intercompany struggle over how we want to handle auctions going forward. I mean, we've had, had a couple of rough years business wise and, and when you're not making money anyway, yeah, you know, because hard. of the downturn in the economy, the ag economy and, and, you know, things that you have to write off, you know, accounts receivable and, and things like that. Uh, um, it's a struggle sometimes to be like, oh, okay, well, we just spent an additional $75,000 in animals or something like that, you know, like, and that's, you don't realize it when you're just, when you go to separate fairs, but all of a sudden, when you get to the end of the year, you're like, oh, right. wow. Um, you know, and so it's always been kind of a struggle, but, you know, overall, I, I think 4-H is a great thing to get involved in. You know, I just hope that. I think it all comes down to your perspective. Yeah. And, and if you're you overwhelmed with it, yeah, take a deep breath and step back. You know oh, what I mean? You like know, for years, Chris and I would have our airing of the grievances in front of everyone at the cattle barn. There at one oh, point, no. oh my god, it was horrible. There was at one point, you know, it would usually be like a Tuesday, Wednesday. You'd be 95 degree weather. You know, like feels like yeah. 104. You're covered in sweat and cow hair. And suddenly everyone at the fair is staring at Chris and I because we're screaming at each other over a cow. <laughs> so, you know, we went, we would always call it the airing of the grievances. Um you know, and then my kids always call us the circus because we are. We walk in there and we're like a sideshow. And um <laughs> we've we have we have we have attempted to 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 pull it in, rein it in and get it together, but you know, and it used to be like, Oh my god, now I'm just like, I don't give a rat's ass. Here, it's yeah. hot. We're showing cattle. I mean, do you know how long it takes to fit a cattle? Why are we doing this? People wash chickens for 4 H. Yeah. That would be impossible. I never want to wash a chicken. Matter than a wet hen. Oh my right? god! I never want to wash a chicken. My dad always used to say that she's madder than a wet hen. Literally, <laughs> you know. Literally, we would spend. You know, I'd be like, "Get out to the barn and wash your calves. Do this, do that." Now, why isn't anyone doing it? We want to show, Mom. I'm like, if you want to show, then get out there. This year, two weeks before the fair, three calves covered covered in dingleberries. I'm not even kidding. I'm what? like. I'm like, whatever. Right. You know, as long as they're clean before we go, whatever. Yeah. Just comb them up a little bit. And that's, I mean, I think that's, and, and I'm not saying you go in half-ass. Like, that's not, I'm not, I'm not, that's not my advice or anything right. like that. But, you know, and if you're overwhelmed and, and you feel like volunteering is it pushing you to the limit, take a step back too. There's nothing wrong with saying no. The fair will go on whether or not you're an active part of fairing now it may go on differently um and someone else may do it worse than what you would have done but if you can't handle it and it's making your life miserable 
Yes. Take definitely. a shot and take a step back kind of deal. Because that's I've seen a lot of parents where, you know, over the last couple of weeks, it's just been, you know, it's been almost sad to watch them where they're just like, and I see it on Facebook. You know, I have friends that are just, oh, it's show week and it's this and it's that. And, oh, thank God that's over. Well, I don't really, you know. I mean, I get like the thank God it's over part because it's always nice to be done with something that you've built up in your mind for a while, but probably shouldn't be the attitude. You know, you should be looking forward. I would hope looking forward to next year. You know, I don't know what we're going to do if if Colton wants to do it. And I get that way. And and it is overwhelming in the process. But I will tell you, we were on the way home from the auction and my kids were already like, this is where I want my calf from next year. This is what I want to do next year. And I was like, you know, we go... The week before the fair is uh, project judging. Now, I will say that um, we've cut down dramatically on projects because my kids have decided they don't want to spend their time doing projects, which I think is great because I don't want to spend my time doing projects. Right. And um, so we do the crops. Those are due on Friday. And um, this year, Emmylou did photography. That was due on Wednesday. Um, We go to the parade on Saturday. And then we... um, move into the fair on Friday night, Saturday night, and set up the stall, take the cattle in Saturday night, um, auction on Friday night. So it's a it's a hard six, seven, eight days. Um, very intense. But, you know, every year I say, oh, my God. And then, you know, the kids are always talking about what they're going to do next year. So yeah. um, it, it is frustrating at the time. But, yeah, if it, if it gets too much... Of course, I have three stages of dealing with everything. It's like, oh, my God, we don't have enough time to finish this. Oh, we've got plenty of time. And then there's the I don't give a <laughs> stage. So <laughs> holy, it <laughs> was due yesterday. Yeah. Oh, today. Well, I'll just let you know. Cole won tractor driving last week during our county fair Woo-hoo! and um, moved on to district. And so, you know, last night I got lunch stuff packed so we because we'll be gone all day and we drove up to boone county which is um a good hour away and um got every you know got everybody up this morning got everybody moving had to be up there by eight forty-five, and we get up there and we're driving around the fairgrounds and i go why isn't anyone here what is going on and chris looks at the letter and he's like well it's because it's tomorrow oh so yeah so we drove back home and we'll do it again tomorrow Really? Is that what happened? I was yeah. just thinking that. I was like, wasn't she supposed yeah. to be doing something today while we're doing this? Yeah. I was going to record from tractor driving, district tractor driving, but no, I'm home now. So, well, well better to be a day so... early than a day late. That's exactly what I said. They were like, oh, you know, and they didn't get mad at me or anything. They're just like, really? I'm like, well, at least it wasn't yesterday. <laughs> right? Yeah. You at least can make up for it. I had a friend that did that. Her son qualified for some cooking competition and they showed up a week late. <gasps> a week late. Oh, see. yeah. Like it was Saturday, the Saturday prior, and he was all excited about it. And he wasn't old enough yet to control. You know what I mean? Like when you're seven or whatever, you don't know what day the 20th right. you know what i mean like uh, you just kind of go with the flow and that's he had won and he was all excited aw. and he'd spent all week um you know all week working on this recipe all prepared get there and and it was like old lady aw. yoga or something like they'd missed it and i was just like that's my biggest nightmare as a mom like oh yeah having you know other than the obvious things that we've talked about and freaking 
depth. Anytime you, know, you let other your than kids dry down. drowning and yeah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, the other things that, yeah, letting my child down by being a dumbass. Like, I can do a lot of other things. You know, I can let myself down by being a dumbass. Oh, damn, I should have done better. But, like, to let my child down? Yeah. Scares me. Oh, that's hard. But, all right. Well, we better wrap it up for the week. We've, uh... Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. I just looked and I was like, ooh, sorry. Guess we'll have to edit out some of this content. Not the good stuff, though. So it will only take out, like, a minute. Right. That's not what happens, because we're awesome. So, as always, we like to hear what you have to say about it. You know, what's your experience been with 4-H? What's your experience been with show moms and dads? Um, You know, it's, like I said, we're always, uh, always open to your feedback. Unless it's negative, just keep that shit to yourself. Um, (laughs) As always, we'll be back next week. We thank you for listening, and uh, we'll have some other, you know, super cool topic to talk about that we have to come up with the day before we talk about it. So, have have a good one.